NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Folks, we're going on grid. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Good morning. Wake up! The Morning Line. Line up, ladies! All right, welcome in. It is now a Tuesday, I believe, here. It is uh, December the 24th, 2019, which means it is Christmas Eve, so a very happy and Merry Christmas to you and yours as we try and get you caught up with everything that happened overnight in the world of sports. It is holiday week, of course, and it is a sneaky, really sneaky good holiday week, in fact, with yet uh, bowl games still to be played. We've got a NBA Christmas lineup coming your way tomorrow, so you will, in fact, uh, those of you that might break out in hives and get all itchy and you go, wow, I need some action, don't you worry. You've got uh, five, count them, five. NBA games to uh, to go at there tomorrow, and then you'll be able to wake up on Thursday, and you'll have a couple of more bowl games leading into more bowl games on Friday, Saturday, of course, and leading us into week 17, the final week of the NFL season. That is almost upon us, and then it's time for a new year, and of course, new playoffs, looking to crown a new Super Bowl champion, as well as a new national champion in college football. So there is much to get to here over the next week. But in the meantime, just want to wish you and yours a very happy and safe holiday here, no matter what it is that you're doing. If you're heading on the road, you are traveling, uh, be safe, get ready. 
because there is some money to be made this week. And there was some money to be made yesterday, in fact. And if you uh, took on that Monday night football matchup there between the Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers, two things I hope you continue to fade the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, And certainly their quarterback, who just, uh, Kurt Cousins, can't seem to get a W on a Monday night game. And also, the under continued. Primetime unders once again finished off the primetime season. We got one more next Sunday night, of course, between Seattle and San Francisco. But divisional matchups. December. Primetime. They have been some of the most profitable under bets all year long. And certainly hope you guys uh, had tailed us and were on those plays again last night because it delivered. Uh, It was, shall we say, from an offensive standpoint, certainly one of the uglier games that we have seen. But we have become so used to that uh, over this year, watching these Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night games, scratching our heads going, wow, this is uh, this is some terribly. This is some terrible offensive football here. Defenses, they showed up. They played well. Hell, the Minnesota Vikings last night got themselves three turnovers, picking off Aaron Rodgers, getting fumbles. Uh, a lot of uh, – it just did not look good. And if outside of a, uh, you know, a crazy 55, 56-yard run for Aaron Jones, I mean, it was pretty anemic on both sides of the ball there last night. And if it wasn't for the turnovers – Hell, the Green Bay Packers might have won by 20 points. Uh, But the Minnesota Vikings, the best thing that they could do all night was set their offense up in order to get short field, but they just could not get anything going. Now, Aaron Rodgers, again, not his best stuff, but good enough for 20, 26 of 40 for 216 yards and interception. But he did keep the chains moving in the second half when he needed to. Uh, and, of course, uh, the dagger was in the fourth quarter, Aaron Jones uh, busting off a uh, a big run for a touchdown there that uh, he ended up with 154 yards rushing and two scores. But that second score was on that 56-yard touchdown run that he bounced to the outside, took it all the way to the house. No answer on the, uh, on the Vikings defense. There was only so much they can do as one of the worst – coaching jobs that we have seen this year and one maybe one of the worst coaching jobs of Mike Zimmer's career and that's uh that's shocking considering how profitable and how good he has been against the number at home in that spot last night but uh, there were some whoo there were some questionable uh there were definitely some questionable calls from a coaching perspective yesterday, like, I don't know, being down 13 points with four minutes left to go in the game, and he opted to punt the ball. Yes, opted to punt the ball. Uh, There was another opportunity, a fourth and one, lines everybody up uh, on the, uh, um, while they were inside the 20, lined everybody up like they were going to go for it, and then calls a timeout with 15 seconds left to go on it. There were so many weird calls. It looked as if almost the offense did not practice at all for the Minnesota Vikings all week. Now, Dalvin cook obviously was sidelined. We know that, but there was no excuse not to be able to at least function at home 
with guys like Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and that offensive line that had been opening those holes for Dalvin Cook all year long, they should have had some success. No, they didn't have any success. Uh, the Packers won because their defense was flat out suffocating there last night. And it was Mike Pettin's group just could, uh, they just would not allow the Minnesota Vikings offense to get anything done. Zadarius Smith, man, if you can get that kind of play from Zadarius Smith, if you're Mike Pettin and you are the Green Bay Packers, you are going to do some damage in the playoffs. Now, still much on the line here. Now, because Minnesota had already clinched the playoff spot, really no harm, no foul. They're kind of locked into the number six seed right now. It is what it is. The Green Bay Packers, however, it is a little more convoluted in the NFC because so many things can be rearranged here depending on the results on Sunday. So we head into week 17, and while the Packers went ahead and clinched the NFC North title, a place that they uh, used to be very familiar with, it's been a few years since Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers sat atop the NFC North, uh, but they are there now. They have clinched the North, but at best, they can get a number one seed. And I would think with this particular team, the Green Bay Packers, having Lambeau Field as the place the NFC has to go through to get to the Super Bowl, yeah, that favors the Green Bay Packers more so than it does really any other team. When's the last time you've seen the Green Bay Packers lay an egg at Lambeau Field when it mattered the most? Exactly. So we'll break down. The upcoming possible playoff scenarios this Sunday. We'll do that next. It is the morning line on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes 
that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. season to be profitable with your sports investing welcome in here to the grid it starts by joining us here on the grid sportsgrid.com i'm joe and it is the morning line a very happy holiday to you and yours as we get ready for what is going to be a big week in the world of sports the final week of the year is upon us here as uh wow this time next week will be oh i don't know uh I believe, uh, yeah, 2020, it'll be a new year. Think about that. Crazy as we wind down 2019. Still much to be determined, certainly in the NFL, as the AFC and the NFC still jockeying for position. Uh, while there isn't a lot of intrigue as far as maybe uh, outside of the AFC, a possibility of a couple of long shots still being able to make it in Tennessee, Oakland and Pittsburgh as a possibility of making the playoffs uh, outside of Baltimore and Buffalo. They are already locked into the number one and into the number five seed. There is a lot of jockeying for position in number two, number three, number four, and number six. So there are some opportunities for some teams to make a run here still in the AFC. In the NFC, we got a little bit, uh, well, at least we know the Green Bay Packers currently sitting at the number two seed, also currently as the NFC North champions by taking down uh, what was just an abysmal effort by the offense and the coaching staff of the Minnesota Vikings at home. Uh, The way they just kind of rolled over last night was shocking. Now, if Dalvin Cook means that much to that team, then they better hope and they better... Yeah, they better uh, ask good old uh, Chris Kringle there. They better ask him for the Christmas present of old Christmas presents here tomorrow. They need Dalvin Cook healthy because if that's what they are going to deliver offensively heading into the playoffs, yeah, they're, it's going to be a short-lived playoff season for the Minnesota Vikings, who continue with Mike Zimmer in big games and big moments, just not to be able to get the job done. And, of course, Kurt Cousins 0-9 now on Monday night games. They should just hope they don't get scheduled anymore on Monday night games because uh, they just could not get it done. But the Packers certainly did get it done last night. Cousins going to loft it to the end zone. And Diggs, touchdown, Vikings. 
Here's the play action boot. Time to crank it up. Downfield and intercepted. Jones to the left side. Inside the five and into the end zone. Good block by Alan Lazar. 12-yard touchdown run, Aaron Jones. Jones, look at that balance. Aaron Jones, see ya. Yep, that was uh, the Aaron Jones show last night. You heard uh, it was kind of feast or famine. Uh, Only seven, I believe, first downs all night for the Minnesota Vikings. And a lot of that had to do with Zadarius Smith just being an absolute monster yesterday. Seven tackles, three and a half sacks, and five behind-the-line stops. They had absolutely no answer. The offensive line for Minnesota for Zadarius Smith. And if he keeps playing like that, wow. Uh, they've got themselves a weapon. Uh, of course, uh, Devontae Adams uh, just took uh, total advantage of Xavier Rhodes. And along with Aaron, jo- uh, Aaron Jones there, being able to get big runs at big moments and keeping the chains move. You've got yourself a Packers victory. And you've got your Vikings going, I just don't know what to do. Do And I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for the Packers coughing up the ball three times, uh, this could have been a blowout in a hurry. But Green Bay Packers were getting four and a half as a closing line in this game. This was as high as five and a half throughout the week. Uh, Green Bay Packers covered as a plus 175 money line underdog. Also, the total obviously under 46 and a half. This opened up at 45 and a half and it kept being bet up by the betting public, uh, continued to push because they just thought this might be some sort of shootout. Uh, This now marks the sixth consecutive meeting between these two teams where the under has cashed. It has cashed in nine out of the last 11 times these two teams have met. Keep that in mind as we get ready. Maybe write that, jot that down in your book of handicapping notes for next year in the NFL. When the Packers and Vikings play, the underpays sort of rhymes, something along those lines. Uh, so it was a good night. If you back to Green Bay, if you back the under both first half and full game, it was a profitable night. And Aaron Rodgers says he likes where his team is at. He likes heading back to the playoffs and winning the North. These kind of games, these are playoff style games. Obviously, we're both going to the playoffs, but uh to be back on top of the North after a couple of years uh, being down feels great to win in the stadium. You know, where a couple of years ago I was uh, jeered leaving the field after breaking my collarbone. Uh, feels pretty good. Yeah, I bet it does. He went on to talk about division title. Division titles? There's really nothing like uh, checking that first uh, box and, you know, on the goal list to win your division. Obviously, secures a home playoff game, and now we're playing for even more coming up next week yeah they uh they got even uh, more going now trying to play for a buy that is right a buy is possibly on the table for them the packers closing it out another nfc north showdown this time they'll be taking on the lowly matt patricia led detroit lions that's a one o'clock game here coming up on sunday now the vikings are a 10 and 5 team Uh, they are going to go ahead and host the Chicago Bears at the same time on the same day, looking maybe to perhaps wipe some of this stench off uh, from this game and head into the playoffs with at least a little bit of momentum on the offensive side of the ball. Now, when it's all said and done, what does this mean now? Well, 
it means there's a lot that could possibly happen here, certainly from the NFC side of the playoff picture. The San Francisco 49ers currently sit at top as the number one seed, and they could stay there if they go ahead and take care of business against the Seahawks this weekend. And if they go ahead and do that, if they beat the Seahawks on Sunday night, they'll be the number one seed in the NFC by virtue of winning the NFC West and holding a tiebreaker over the Packers and Saints. Why? Because they beat both of those teams head-to-head. Now, if the 49ers lose, well, this is where it gets interesting because the 49ers, uh, if they lose to the Seahawks and the Vikings end up winning, well, then the 49ers would be the number five seed in the NFC. You see where this is getting a little crazy? The Green Bay Packers, in the meantime, they clinched the playoff spot. Yes, they clinched the division. Yes. And if they go ahead and win next week, they could get the number one overall seed if the 49ers lose to the Seahawks because San Francisco has the head-to-head tiebreak with the Packers. Uh, The Packers, of course, if the 49ers win, could drop to the number two seed. And Green Bay is going to be a fan of the Seattle Seahawks for sure. But Green Bay's got to win their game against Detroit, and then they're going to need a little help from Seattle at this point. And, of course, uh, if the Packers win out and the 49ers win, well, then the Packers, number two seed. uh, And let's hope that they don't lose to the Lions, because if they do lose to the Lions and the Seahawks beat the 49ers, but the Saints lose to the Panthers, and all of the Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans finish at 12-4, and the Packers would still be the number two seed. So, as you can see, it's starting to get messy. Uh, If the Packers lose to the Lions and the Saints win, then the Packers would be the number three seed no matter what happens between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Uh, So there is still paths here for both San Francisco. The four, uh, yeah, San Francisco, you do have Green Bay. You now have New Orleans. And you've got, uh, well, believe it or not, you've even got uh, Seattle somewhere uh, sitting in there. Uh, they even have a possibility of getting the number one seed still by way of beating the 49ers and the Saints and Packers losing. Yeah, there's a lot to be determined here this Sunday, week 17, just the way the NFL wants it. Drama. That's right. Suspense. Urgency. We'll break down the AFC playoff picture. We'll do that coming up next morning line on the grid. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I want to invite you guys to uh, find us on YouTube, Sports Grid Network. All the fantasy and sports wagering advice you need all the time can be found. One spot. Follow us. Subscribe to us. YouTube. That's the Sports Grid Network. Also on Instagram, at Sports Grid TV. And still plenty of time for you to be able to get in the action here with a DraftKings Sportsbook account. And take advantage right now because if you are watching or listening to this show, you can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, here's how it works. You simply create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit, and then you go ahead, place your first bet, and DraftKings, they'll match it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, the offer, eligible to all users plus new users. You guys get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. You just got to head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call. 1-800-GAMBLER. It is 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details. Now, we told you, of course, the NFC picture here is it's still wide open as far as number one seed, two seed, three seed, uh, five seed, six seed. uh, A lot still to be determined here in week 17. And, of course, those top two spots are still up for grabs. Now, there are a couple of teams, obviously, that hold their destiny in their own hands. They control what's going to happen here. San Francisco, if you win this week against Seattle Sunday night, you're in. Uh, It is that simple. You would be the number one seed. Now, currently the Green Bay Packers at 12 and three sit as the number two seed, and they can give themselves a shot at the number one overall seed. If they win against Detroit this weekend and Seattle can somehow beat the 49ers on Sunday night. So, It's going to be interesting. The Packers are going to need a little bit of help, but at the very least, 
They need to win and hold on to that number two seed, and that would get them a bye, and that would also get them at least one home game at Lambeau Field for the playoffs. And again, that's pretty important because when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, their issues have always, with Aaron Rodgers, been on the road and not at Lambeau Field. So they often uh, play their best football. He often plays his best football at Lambeau Field when it matters the most. So being able to secure and wrap up that number two seed is important, but it starts this Sunday by taking care of the Detroit Lions, who they will be playing. And New Orleans, of course, still, they got some, uh, uh, they got some, some work to do here still. If the Packers win out and the 49ers beat the Seahawks, then the Saints will land at the number two seed. So assuming they beat the Panthers, of course, in their game this Sunday, they can actually get the second seed without beating the Panthers if the Seahawks beat the 49ers and the Packers lose to Detroit. New Orleans would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over a 12-win Seahawks team, but the reality is... Uh, With the Packers winning last night, and if they can win again and the 49ers end up winning, then you're looking at a number two seed going to the New Orleans Saints. But they got to beat the Panthers. So uh, if the 49ers and Packers win out and the Saints, uh, of course, are somehow or another lose, uh, or if the Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers win out, then the Saints would be the third seed. Basically, if any 13-3 and three, three-way tie at the top of the conference occurs, the Saints cannot win it. They cannot uh, finish any, uh, any worse than the number three seed, but they will finish if all three teams finish 13-3. and three, The Saints would be the number three seed as opposed to the number two or the number one. So uh, the Eagles, of course, sitting right now with the opportunity to uh, – to lock down that number four seed because of their victory via the Cowboys. The Cowboys are still in it, obviously, because they would go ahead and need not only to show up and beat the Redskins, but they would need the Giants to take care of the Eagles this Sunday. And then the Cowboys would, in fact, at eight and eight, make the playoffs. And the Vikings, with that loss last night, they're kind of locked into that number six seed. They can't catch the Seahawks or the 49ers or anything else. And quite honestly, when you have 127 yards of offense, you shouldn't be catching anything other than some film to figure out what the hell went wrong there and how you're going to block Zadarius Smith if you have to face him again in the playoffs. Uh, Absolute beatdown last night by that defense of the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, and the Seahawks, you guys know the deal. They beat the 49ers. Uh, If the Packers lose, the Saints win. Uh, They still have an opportunity at the two seed, the three seed, uh, or at worst, the number number five seed. So, it could be anywhere from one, two, three, or five for Seattle. And really would make life real easy for the 49ers and for everyone else, just to win out. If the 49ers can beat Seattle, then they're in the driver's seat with that number one seed, and then it's kind of jockeying for position between Green Bay and St. Louis, and Seattle would kind of be in that number five spot one way or the other. Uh, And, of course, Seattle having uh, some issues there, having to figure out 
who's going to run the ball for him since they lost not one but two of their starting running backs there in that uh, in that horrific loss to the Arizona Cardinals over the weekend. So they went out and got kind of old, reliable there. They've gotten themselves uh, an opportunity to bring back one of their uh, one of the all-time greats for him, that being Marshawn Lynch. I have no idea what kind of shape Marshawn Lynch is actually in. I don't know what kind of football shape uh, he might even have to be in in order to be effective for this team. They also, I believe, signed uh, Robert Turbin, a former Seattle Seahawk, too, to kind of bolster what's going on there for that uh, backfield because, really, they are down to just about, well, nobody. I believe they had uh, one running back left on Travis Homer, uh, former University of Miami running back, was the only guy left on the roster that was actually a running back. So now they at least have Robert Turbin, and it looks like now Marshawn Lynch. But again, I have no idea what kind of shape either of these guys are in. Marshawn Lynch says that he has got some unfinished business here uh, to uh, to attend to with Seattle. And again, sounds great on paper. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on this game Sunday night now to see what's going on. They desperately need some help. But I, anybody have any idea? I mean, last time I had seen or read about Marshawn Lynch, he was doing some great work for the Oakland community. He was smoking a lot of weed. He was just kind of hanging out. I, I don't know what kind of football shape he's in. I would assume for the 49ers to go out of the way and do this, that he had to have at least stayed in some sort of shape here at 33 years old. He spent two years with the Oakland Raiders uh, most recently, where he accumulated uh, a little over 1,250 yards, 10 touchdowns, 290 carries, as well as 35 receptions and 235 yards. So if he is in game shape, and that is a big F here, guys, because nobody knows if he is. But again, one can only assume that Seattle is not signing him in hopes of him being in shape. I'm I'm assuming some sort of workout took place. Please, Seattle, uh, don't be ridiculous. Uh, but if he is in same, uh, if he is in some semblance of game shape, he certainly could add a little bit of juice to that backfield that has, at this point, Travis Homer, who quite honestly wasn't that great at the University of Miami. So that's what they're doing right now. So Seattle is doing everything: duct tape, Elmer's glue, resurrecting the dead, whatever they can do in order to be able to bolster that running back position. They are doing. And they also find themselves as an opening line for week 17. They find themselves in the dog position, guys. You don't often see that at home. But uh, early uh, lines indicate the Seahawks opening up as a rare underdog uh, in their game this week against the 49ers. Not something that we are accustomed to seeing, especially with the 12th man in Seattle. But that's exactly what we are seeing right now. Uh, underdog, to say the least, and I don't think Marshawn Lynch is going to change that narrative anytime soon. Uh, the AFC is a lot clearer as far as the playoffs go. We know the number one seed. We know the number five seed. Baltimore locked in. Uh, Buffalo locked in. We also know uh, John Harbaugh announced that Many of his uh, veteran starters, including quarterback Lamar Jackson, will in fact not be playing 
uh, this week against Pittsburgh in week 17. It only makes sense. It's we kind of were speculating that that was what was going to happen. Obviously, Pittsburgh has a lot riding on having to win this game. John Harbaugh says that they're not going to be stupid, but there are only 53 guys on the roster. So they, you know, they're going to have to play certain people. It's not like they, you just can't sit people. He said, it's not college. So, uh, but guys that have sustained injuries, guys like, uh, you know, uh, Earl Thomas in the backfield, uh, looks like Lamar Jackson, uh, Ingram, uh, Andrews, some of the uh, guys that have taken a beating here over the last uh, couple of months, uh, looks like they'll get the day off taking on the Steelers. And that's, uh, listen, that's just good news for the Steelers, period. If you're going to have to beat somebody, probably better to beat RG3 than have to try to beat the Lamar Jackson here. So uh, Baltimore already saying we're good. We're pulling back here a little bit. Uh, good news for Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I'm sure they're rejoicing about that. But the Ravens are locked in, number one. The path to the Super Bowl via the AFC is going through Baltimore. Uh, and it's the first time that's ever happened. Talking about a team that's been to a couple of Super Bowls now. And, yeah, it's uh, you're going through Baltimore if you want to be able to represent the AFC. Everything else, though, two, three, four, five, six, uh, four, four and six, two, three, four, and six, still up for grabs. We'll break it down for you. We'll do that coming up next year on the morning line. The Grid, sportsgrid.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So we got uh, we got a little bowl game going on here today, not without uh, football as we get ready for week 17. Uh, yes, we definitely have some uh, some interesting bowl games on tap for this week, including the uh, the Hawaii Bowl coming up here today. And that uh, will feature, ironically enough, <laughs> Hawaii. Yes, that's right. Hawaii gets to play in its own darn bowl. And uh, that is what will happen tonight at 8 o'clock. So you're, there will be a little uh, football action here on this Christmas Eve tonight. So you'll be able to break up the monotony, having to uh, sit there and uh, talk to relatives you haven't seen, uh, nor do you like here over the last year. But you'll put on the game face and you'll go in and you'll have a few drinks. You'll have a few laughs. And you, of course, will sneak out of the room and uh, and go check out the Hawaii Bowl. That's right, the Hawaii Bowl. BYU getting ready to take on the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors and BYU seven and five on the year. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors nine and five on the year. And uh, we've got. I mean, the line has been almost pick them. Uh, we have seen some money come in on BYU here over the last uh, few weeks. Hawaii. Now a one and a half to a two point dog at home in the in a bowl game, while BYU is now sitting at minus one twenty five on the money line, and this will be the thirty second time these two teams have met. They are two former Western Athletic Conference rivals. Hawaii joined the Mountain West in twenty twelve, and BYU competes as an independent now, but they faced off 22 times between 1978 and 2003. BYU has dominated this series, guys, 23 to 8 uh overall including a 13 and 8 record in Hawaii and the Cougars of BYU will be looking to win their third straight bowl game as uh the Warriors of Hawaii uh will be making their ninth Hawaii bowl appearance. They lost 31 to 14 to Louisiana Tech. In last year's game, uh, this time they're going to need to beat quarterback Nick Rolovich, who threw eight touchdown passes in a 72-45 win to spoil the BYU perfect 12-0 season back in 2001. He is now the head coach of the Rainbow Warriors. That's how deep this rivalry goes. They've actually got a former BYU quarterback who beat them is now the head coach of Hawaii being asked to beat his alma mater. So there's a lot of interesting stories here. Uh, Good stuff. This is going to be, expect a very entertaining game, guys. This is going to be a shootout. BYU has finally healthy uh, all year. They lost, they they went through four quarterbacks this year, BYU. Uh, The good news is they're a bunch of 
you know, 30 year old men playing on this team. You know, I kid, but these these are some old dudes here. These aren't uh, 18 year olds necessarily. You know, BYU, you got to go to retreat. You got to do all this stuff. Mostly you've got, uh, let's say, uh, early to mid 20 year olds on this team here. And they are good. They're gritty. They're tough. Uh, These guys uh, are not going to be blown away by going to Hawaii. They understand what is at stake here. And Cole McDonald, the Hawaii quarterback guy, he ranks fifth in the nation this year with about 3,700 passing yards. He's thrown 29 touchdown passes. Four of his receivers have 800 or more yards. So it's going to be fun. Get ready for it. Ton of tradition. Uh, They don't have to go very far. Uh, but I can tell you this, uh, they are uh, they are going to go at it, these two teams, and it could very well come down to the final possession, which, of course, when you're looking at a minus 125 money line for BYU or an even money line for Hawaii, forget the points, guys. Just look at the point spread and uh, look at the money line, rather, and just uh, and don't don't think too much about it, guys. Just go in there. And figure out, do you like BYU? Lay the money line. If you like Hawaii, take the money line. Forget the points. And like we said yesterday, and it bears repeating, there are some lessons to be learned betting bowl games. If you guys had noticed yesterday, I don't know if you guys noticed this yesterday, uh, but there was a Gasparilla Bowl. Yes, UCF taking on Marshall. And we were told, uh, or at least we were being sold most of the week, how Doc Holliday, the Marshall head coach, 6-0 in bowl games. This is a guy that gets his teams, and he's been to the Gasparilla Bowl before, and he is, uh, his teams have not only won, but they have covered. Uh, but UCF is a different animal. Uh, UCF is a team that, um, you know, they spread you out. They got athletes. They can put up points uh, with the best of them, while UCF, is used to playing in games that are on New Year's Day, at least over the last couple of years, taking on teams like, I don't know, LSU. All of a sudden, they found themselves in the Gasparilla Bowl, which is only about an hour west on I-4 there from Orlando, where UCF is, University of Central Florida. They headed over to Tampa to play at Raymond James Stadium. And it was ugly early on, but before you know it, we hear all about this UCF offense, and it's the defense. We had three defensive touchdowns in the first half of that game. Then the offense figured it out, and then they poured it on in the second half. They won by 23. They were getting 15. They were laying 15 and a half UCF. So not only did they cover, but the total, uh, it should have been 100 somewhere along those lines. The total was uh, hovering around 60. There was some concern about weather. Yeah, it didn't make a darn bit of difference. Uh, What you got there yesterday was a beatdown from UCF who was playing guys that were in street clothes there. Anybody else that wanted to play seniors and uh, the water boy and everything else there on that team yesterday against Marshall, kind of not a fair fight. And it's also kind of exactly something to take notice here in the bowl season as you guys get ready, especially over the next week before we get to the, the bigger conferences. Lessons to be learned for betters in bowl week it's a good gambling you right now for you okay we've told you and we'll continue to tell you like yesterday bowls are very volatile okay um the skill set and the motivation of some teams and the environments that they are in 
uh, can lead to just astronomical results. So while many people were trying to convince others of Doc Holliday and Marshall being ready and prepped uh, in a couple of weeks to to get this game and, and be able to stand toe-to-toe with a team that can average 60 points a game in a heartbeat and do it against really good competition, um, the reality is, offensively and defensively, guys, this was a matchup that was totally one-sided to begin with. There was no way that, and, and just to give you a perspective, this is something you probably should have looked at here. Um, FAU played the Conference USA champion, FAU, right? Florida Atlantic, Gals, Elaine Kiffin. Uh, they played UCF early in the year, and they got blown out by almost 40 points. Now, they won Marshall's conference, the Conference USA. They, they were conference champions, and Marshall barely beat uh, FAU. So to put that in perspective, Lane Kiffin, after playing UCF, said it's like playing an SEC team. So now while Doc Holliday's record was impressive, volatility, when you get teams of different stature, different skill sets, like we watched with Boise State in Washington. We kept hearing all week about, ah, nobody's going to want to play for Peterson, Washington, Boise State. They got a chip on their shoulder, all true. But the truth is, talent, when you're talking of 18 to 21-year-olds, wins out. It will always win out. And it will give you these crazy wild swings and crazy results, just like you saw, not only with Boise and Washington, but you've seen it now with UCF and Marshall. So be very careful this bowl season, especially over the next couple of weeks. I will give you a couple of games here just to prove the point. Uh, When you have the University of Miami getting ready here on December 26th on Thursday, when you have the University of Miami getting ready to take on La Tech, Louisiana Tech. So, yes, it's the ACC. But I can tell you right now, the skill set, even on a bad University of Miami team this year, the skill sets of the players that are coming to the table for Miami versus the team that they will be playing, it's very much like what we just witnessed with Washington and Boise State and what we just witnessed with UCF and Marshall. Keep this in mind, guys, as you're moving forward here with some of these matchups here. There are, it's tough, Penn State taking on Memphis. Does anybody think that uh, if a college football player was given the choice to play at Penn State or Memphis, they would pick Memphis? There's a reason why. So while it's nice to talk about the little guy and the revenge factor and how, you know, they got a chip on their shoulder. In reality, yes, while motivation is a factor, talent is definitely a factor this bowl season. There are a few of these games coming up that you need to make sure that you understand, including the fact, and this is also bet, um, the idea that a team can run the ball That is a statistic you should be looking at when you're handicapping bowl games moving forward. And I say this because teams who can often have really good opportunities to run the ball, teams that have been good at running the ball all year long, 
Um, these teams often, and by the way, they're uh, 7-1-1 and so far in bowl games, teams that have been excellent at rushing the ball this year, who have been better than the teams that they are playing. When you have teams that are really good at running the ball, when they get ahead in games, it is very difficult for the teams that they are playing to come back and beat them. Why? Because in the second half of games, if they have success running the ball, then they're going to keep the offense on the other side of the field. Trailing teams have to become pass happy. What teams are really good at passing? What teams are really good at running? And these are some of the things that you should know when looking at these matchups here because studying skill sets like great rushing teams like Buffalo taking on Charlotte. Charlotte was a great pass uh, passing team this year, but Buffalo by far was one of the best rushing teams in the country. So what happened when Buffalo got out and ahead of that Bahamas ball? It was very hard for Charlotte ever to be able to come back in that game. So, again, keep this in, uh, keep this in mind as you're handicapping some of these bowl games. Number one, take into consideration the skill set. I don't care if it's a bad ACC team, a bad SEC team. If they're taking on an AAC team, an American Athletic Conference, a Conference USA team, a MAC team, whatever it is, some of these lesser conferences, take into consideration the skill set of the players. Because what we have seen so far in the bowl season, talent is winning out. Better talent is winning out. Not to say that there can't be some crazy upset, but so far this year we have seen the better talented teams, they're blowing the lesser talented teams uh, out of the water. And, yes, we are getting these crazy scores, and especially with games like UCF yesterday and Marshall, overs are getting destroyed uh, rather easily. But my suggestion would be take a look at the teams that can really run the ball and take a look at the teams who are really good at passing the ball. And then keep an eye on these games. Will the team play from the lead who can run the ball? And can a team who falls behind that can only run the ball, do they have enough to be able to come back and win the game? Some of the things to keep an eye on as we move along in bowl season. We'll be back on Thursday. Enjoy your holiday. Enjoy your Christmas. Thanks for making us a part of your day. SportsGrid.com. It's the morning line. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I overslept. Look, I need your help. Here's what you missed on the morning line. Go! Maybe one of the worst coaching jobs of Mike Zimmer's career. And that's uh, that's shocking considering how profitable and how good he has been against the number at home in that spot last night. But uh, there were some, whoo, there were some questionable, uh, there were definitely some questionable calls from a coaching perspective yesterday, like, I don't know, being down 13 points with four minutes left to go in the game. And he opted to punt the ball. Yes, opted to punt the ball. Uh, There was another opportunity, a fourth and one, lines everybody up uh, on the, uh, um, while they were inside the 20, lined everybody up like they were going to go for it. And then calls a timeout with 15 seconds left to go on it. There were so many weird calls. It looked as if almost the offense did not practice at all for the Minnesota Vikings all week. Now, Dalvin cook obviously was sidelined. We know that, but there was no excuse not to be able to at least function at home with guys like Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kyle Rudolph and that offensive line that had been opening those holes for Dalvin cook all year long. They should have had some success. No, they didn't have any success. Uh, The Packers won because their defense was flat out suffocating there last night. And it was Mike Pettin's group just could, uh, they just would not allow the Minnesota Vikings offense to get anything done. Zadarius Smith, man, if you can get that kind of play from Zadarius Smith, if you're Mike Pettin and you are the, Green Bay Packers, you are going to do some damage in the playoffs. Now, still much on the line here. Now, because Minnesota had already clinched the playoff spot, really no harm, no foul. They're kind of locked into the number six seed right now. It is what it is. The Green Bay Packers, however, it is a little more convoluted in the NFC because so many things can be rearranged here depending on the results on Sunday. So we head into week 17. And while the Packers went ahead and clinched the NFC North title, a place that they uh, used to be very familiar with, it's been a few years since Aaron Rodgers 
and the Green Bay Packers sat atop the NFC North. Uh, but they are there now. They have clinched the North. But at best, they can get a number one seed. And I would think with this particular team, the Green Bay Packers, having Lambeau Field as the place the NFC has to go through to get to the Super Bowl, yeah, that favors the Green Bay Packers more so than it does really any other team. When's the last time you've seen the Green Bay Packers lay an egg at Lambeau Field when it mattered the most? NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.